0: This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Welcome to our Ion Annapolis Election 2021 podcast series for the city of Annapolis. Just a few quick notes for you. We reached out to every candidate running for office in the city of Annapolis to ask for their participation. Some participated, some didn't respond, and others responded, and we just weren't able to find a common time to record. It should be noted that in those circumstances, the candidates were usually running unopposed. These are unedited, so the ums and the ahs and the coughs and everything else are all still in place. This is deliberate, so you can hear the candidate raw. All of the candidates were asked the same questions, to be fair, except for one, which was specific to that candidate. We started out with some wider-reaching city questions and then got into some more specific ward questions. Ballots should have hit your mailboxes already if you live in the city of Annapolis, and it is important to exercise your right to vote, so please make sure you do. It's also very critical that you cast a vote that is right for you, not what your neighbor has said, not based on something you heard. Do your own research and vote for the best candidate for you, and we hope that these interviews will help you in that process. And I do need to thank all of the candidates that have decided to get into this mess we call politics— Win or lose, these folks all care for Annapolis and have a passion to serve, and I appreciate their willingness to do so. With that said... Let's have a listen. This is exciting. This is our first candidate interview, and we're in West Annapolis with Karma O'Neill, who is a candidate for Ward 2 in, i say it's West Annapolis, it's got Admiral Heights and a couple other neighborhoods surrounding the Naval Academy Stadium, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Clay Street area, um, what's called Windmill of Annapolis, which is right off of Taylor Avenue, and Germantown Homewood.
0: Windmill of Annapolis?
1: Yes. It's Windmills of Annapolis. I don't know why. I researched and found that there is a name to that neighborhood that's right across. It's between Clay Street and um, Taylor Avenue. I, ne-
0: I have never heard of that. Well, that's, um, there was something that happened in a neighborhood, and it's probably in your ward, maybe, not, maybe in Ward 3, but uh, Loretta Heights or Laredo Heights. And I, was, I, I saw that, I'm like, where the heck is that?
1: Yeah, that's not in my ward, but I did see something that somebody popped up and said, Hey, what's this? Is this a new neighborhood or is this a new right. enclave? And I think that um, we're finding through research that where there are neighborhoods that we didn't think had names, mm-hmm. we're going back through records.
0: Way back when? Yeah. Way back when. Well, what we are doing is we're getting in touch with all of the candidates for city council and I won't say governor, and let's not inflate their egos too much, but the ever mayor of uh, Annapolis, ahead of the election. And we're going to ask some questions of the same questions of all the candidates. Uh, some will be citywide, you know, because you do, in addition to representing your ward, you will represent the city. And some will be uh, obviously ward-specific, because uh, every ward has their own issues, challenges, and needs. And uh, then we're going to ask one more. I figure this probably going to take about a half hour, and then at the end we'll give you some time to sit there and say... Hey, why, why should I vote for Karma O'Neill? Awesome. Um, Great. And to start off, people that want to find out more information, you want to go to voteforkarma.com, and that's Karma with a K, and this four is spelled out F-O-R. There's no number in that at all, but voteforkarma.com. Um, well, let, let's get started, okay? With a city this small, okay, we want to talk a little bit about crime. It's not real fair to look at percentages when crime, okay? If we have a murder this year and... A murder or two murders next year okay we've got this 100 percent increase in crime uh it may make it for a good soundbite but it's not very accurate of what's happening there but what are your thoughts about just crime in general in the city and how do you ensure or assure your constituents that the ward is safe and the police are really doing their good job to keep everybody safe
1: um well i'll definitely say there's crime in the city um I believe that every city has crime. Um, a lot of crime comes from either people needing something or disputes between people um, wanting something that they don't have. Um, so there's lots of crime of opportunity. Um, I believe that in our city, our police are doing a good job. Could they do a better job? Certainly. they could. We could increase street patrols. We could increase the relationships between people and the police. Um, I think that a lot of times people see the uniform and don't see that person um, and I think that the uniform sees a particular segment of our community and doesn't see people in that. Um, so I think that we need to do a better job of that and uh, that will help make people feel safer and more respected. Um, talking a lot of to a lot of people in different parts of the ward. They want to know the police. They want to be able to tell their children that that's the helper. Um, And we just need to work on that peace a little bit more and getting those police officers out you know national night out is a prime example it brings the police officers out um they're out of their patrol cars and they're walking down streets and they're you know helping hand out kona ice
0: right right (laughs) um nothing wrong with that
1: yeah that it makes them people again and i think that you know for our city we're relatively safe and as long as we are paying attention to the fact like I wouldn't walk down a street, a dark street anywhere in Annapolis, just as a woman. And That's always been my life. Um, but I think that increasing, I keep going back to the communication and the public relations, um, will help deter that. On the flip side of that, we need to have something for young kids to do. We need to be catching them at a young age um, so that they don't fall into a life of crime. Um, I've talked with people that did that because of the fact that they didn't have anywhere else to go. They didn't have any opportunity for a job they felt um, or to get money somehow. So they went to crime. We need to solve that. Right. Good. Um,
0: all right. Another this shift a little bit here. We've all been here. You get a car that wrecks on Forest Drive way on the other side of the town. Have you ever been over there? Yes. Forest Drive, you know where you know where that, <laughs> that is. It's I looked like over this, there for a while. It's like, it's like the like the dark side, yes. but and, and a pole comes down across Forest Drive, okay, and then all of a sudden, Annapolis as a city experiences the apocalypse. Right. Um, development and traffic are huge quality of life issues for everybody across the city. Um, and as an older woman, what you know, how how would you balance that out? I mean, what you know, we do need new people coming in. We do need tax revenue to support our city and stuff like that. And but is there a breaking point? I mean, how do you figure? How do you figure that out?
1: Um, I think there's a lot of things to look at on that. Um, one, you know, traffic patterns. Um, is it right that we have really one way in and one way out to a Peninsula? That's really the only place that we have open space to build more. Um, do we get a more robust public transportation system? Um, I have a lot of people that I've talked with that say, we don't use public transportation. We'd rather call an Uber because it doesn't run often enough or the stops are too far apart or it's the schedule isn't conducive for me to be working from, you know, 10 to six, you know, it's only conducive if my shift is eight to four or whatever. Um, I think that that would help if we really took a look again at public transportation, um, going along with that with development we certainly need to have the opportunity for more people to move in because yes it does increase our tax base and that is much better than raising taxes (laughs) Um, but i think that it needs to be smart growth i think that we really need to be paying attention to you know the fact that our schools are overcrowded and the developers should be helping to us to pay for that you know annapolis high school has almost two thousand children in it and it's, the capacity is like 1,500 or 1,300, so it's way over capacity. Um, and yet we don't hold the developers to building schools you know, or adding schools to our communities all around Annapolis. Um, so I think that the smart growth is really the way to go. And when I say smart growth, it's talking to those developers. And yes, if you want to come in and develop, then you also have to help us with the infrastructure. Sidewalks on roads and extended roadways and schools and the opportunity for retail close by so that people could walk to mm-hmm. a market or a sure. liquor store. Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> Sure. Well, you know, Annapolis is expensive. It's not a cheap town. Um, I know I was looking on Facebook the other day and somebody was renting someplace, I think, in Edgewater. And I thought it was a good deal. And somebody said, you know, in West Virginia, you can get 10 acres, two bedrooms and a wraparound porch for 3 50 a month. And I was like, well, OK, well, you're not on the water in Edgewater you know, <laughs> yeah. in Anne Arundel County. But, yeah. um, you know, Annapolis is expensive. The city does have a, you know, offers a lot of services. Um, you know, we pay taxes on top of taxes, uh, just because of the way that we're structured here. But do you feel that Annapolis is a good value with for what services that we offer to somebody that's living here?
1: Yes and no. <laughs> Sorry, that was a big pause. Um, I believe that living in the city and the benefits of living in the city, being able to walk to things. At least where I live, I can walk here to West Annapolis. I can walk downtown. I can be downtown um, you know, on a bike in about 10 minutes. Um, to me that has value. I've lived in other places where you have to drive everywhere. Um, I lived in Vermont right. and <laughs> anywhere I wanted to go was at least a 15 minute drive. Um, so for me that the value is in the quality of life. Um, is it expensive? Yes. Um, is New York City expensive? Yes. <laughs> um, I chose not to live in New York City, um, and I chose Annapolis because it has this beautiful water view. Um, the vibe in Annapolis is really, you know, fun. You kind of meet all, people from all over the world. It's not one of those places where there's only people that have lived here and born and bred here and, you know, generation upon generation. So you're it's this huge mixing pot of people from all over the place. I love that. So for me, it's value. Um, I know that people say that taxes are super high in Annapolis. And one of the things I really want to do is get in there and talk about the services that are offered and are we doing the best that we can and taking a look at contracts and not just automatically renewing contracts because we like that particular contractor. Um, but really, are we getting value?
0: Good. Well, we, we talked about, you know, renewing things and, and what services we're offering. And there's been a lot of uh, talk buzz or consideration thinking about merging stuff with the county and there is a lot of duplication you know on the surface to everybody that's looking i mean you know we've got a police force they've got a police force we've got a fire department they got a fire department you know it um what are your thoughts on merging any kind of services with the county um and you know which if you do think it's a good idea in some instances which ones might make sense
1: um I'm not a big fan of merging with the county because has anybody asked the county if they want us
0: (laughs) details? Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, that, I mean, first and foremost, that's the question I always ask. Um, as far as police and fire, um, I can say right now that the fire department, if we merged, we would probably lose one of our firehouses, Mm -hmm. um, which would in turn cause delays in service. Um, Fred Payone was probably, his life was saved when he had his heart attack because the firehouse was less than five minutes from his house. Um, Nobody wants to talk about the fact that, (laughs) you know, if it were longer, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. Um, It happens all the time that it's the matter of time. There was a gentleman that had a heart attack or some kind of emergency on Taylor Avenue a few weeks ago. And before somebody could even think about starting CPR, somebody had already called the fire department and they were on their way, coming five minutes away. His life was saved because of that. Somebody was there. Yeah. Um, so response time would pro- most likely be increased if we moved those to county. I don't think that that adds to quality of your life to increase response time because I think that that would be detrimental. Um, certainly there could be some services i mean already the county takes care of education services um but you know i looked around and i had asked the question a couple of times and it would really be a matter of what would be beneficial if we just passed it off to think that it was a savings what's to say that they're not just going to increase the cost coming from the city you know or from the county um There would have to be a lot of research done, a lot of looking at things from different angles, and we also have to find out if the county wants us.
0: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I want to slide a little bit into um, ward-specific here. What do you think for Ward 2? Okay, We've already mentioned that every ward is different and different needs, but what's the most pressing issue facing the ward today?
1: In Ward 2, it's really safety And when I say safety, it kind of comes into walking, biking, um, and just general street safety. Walking and biking seem to come up more than any other topic when I talk, whether it's somebody in West Annapolis, you know, speeding down the streets on Melvin Avenue or speeding on Cedar Park uh, roads or walking across from... uh, Genesee across to the stadium um that there's not adequate crosswalks you know getting to the stadium from that um people coming from downtown if you're walking from downtown and you come by the police station there's you can cross over to the um, poplar trail but there's no sidewalk on cedar park road Uh, they're talking about building a hotel right behind (laughs) rose uh rose lawn and um there's no part, There's no sidewalk to get people from the hotel to the stadium, and there should be. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing that the ward keeps talking about. Um, when you're elected,
0: how do you plan to communicate with your constituents? And what, I guess, what is, what is your preferred method of contact? Please don't say TikTok.
1: <laughs> not TikTok, not TikTok at all. Um, I've thought a lot about this. Um, definitely town halls because I think town halls give people an opportunity to come together and talk about things, Um, whether they're live in person, um, if they're on a Zoom call, or a a combination of both. Uh, A quarterly town hall is something that I plan to do. Um, I also plan to have a very consistent newsletter going out. Um, A couple of the aldermen and other wards have done a really great job of getting newsletters out to their constituents, like usually the Friday before a city council meeting. So they're talking about what's coming up on the agenda, how they plan to vote on things, and giving their constituents an opportunity to, you know, weigh in on how they're gonna vote. So I really want to do that. Um, I'm also planning on building up a what I'm calling the committee of communities. Um, and that's creating a committee that has people from every community. Um, working on it, working year-round to do some of the things that I've heard people wanting, you know, unity gardens and um, environmental discussions, um, more crosswalks and safe ways for people to get around town. Um, So that committee of community would really be a way that we can get a small group of people working and then dispelling into the community as well. Okay.
0: Um, And I don't, this last question um, for the ward is not, I'm not looking to throw any existing altar people under the bus or anything like that. So it's not, that's not the angle that I'm coming from. But do you feel that Ward 2 has been adequately, and I'll say, you know, represented, respected, recognized within the city? Because there's some that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's that afterthought because there's such a bedroom community and we don't really, you know, think about it. And, And do you feel that Ward 2 has been, adequately you know recognized embraced by the city culture
1: um sometimes <laughs> if that's an answer um i do feel that we're sort of a forgotten community because we don't have either the high visibility of ward one or ward eight where there's a lot of seemingly you know issues that are always coming to the forefront and you know take over the front page of the capitol um I think that we're probably one of the most diverse wards. I don't know that to be an actual fact, but I feel that way. I feel that we have, you know, multimillion-dollar houses mixed in and then, you know, middle income and, you know, some public housing and things like that. And so Major League it,
0: Baseball Hall of Famers. You I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that... You know, for the most part, Ward 2 is pretty comfortable and cozy. Um, Just out talking with people, there's a lot of people that say, I can't say anything bad. I love where I live, this and that. You know, yes, I'd like, you know, less speeding or more sidewalks or um, more restaurants in West Annapolis is what, you know, is usually what I'm hearing from people, Um, even when I'm out and about and, you know, walking on Copley Street or Obury Court and whatnot. For the most part, people are worried about their families and you know the quality of life so well
0: it 's funny you talked about and, and to wrap up this is the last sort of question that we have, and this one 's sort of specific to you, and you mentioned about you know we like more restaurants and stuff like that, and World two, uh, in my opinion, is ready to pop
1: um,
0: <laughs> and in a good way uh, that 's not a uh, not a okay so we 're so overcrowded and we 're going to explode. Um, It's also a heavily, what I would think is probably a heavy NIMBY ward uh, to a degree. It's, you know, if you turned around and said, I want to build a, uh, a, you know, a five-story tower of apartments in here, I think there'd probably be some opposition uh, to here. And I mean, we just have to look at when Travis Pastrana wanted to bring in his Nitro Circus, um, which incidentally was quieter than the average Navy football game in the (laughs) end, according to the uh, decibel meter. But
1: you know, that was what, poor marketing. Yeah. Uh,
0: West, West Annapolis is, is getting ready to pop. I mean, we've got, um, I know the Mexican Cafe is just closed and there's an RAR brew pub slated to go in there. We've got a, a, a renowned Mexican restaurant coming in down the road. We're here in Bean Rush Cafe. Uh, they've got some infill development that's just been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it, again, you know, it's all about balance with the older person, but How are you going to develop or how are you going to balance, I guess, as an older person, the development that's coming in here? I mean, this is now going to be a commercial hub within a few years, This Annapolis Street, um, with the residents. I mean, are are the residents embracing this?
1: From what I've heard, most residents are. um, They want, again, the ability to have choices and walk from their houses. Uh, You know, I met with somebody that lives on Melvin and he was like... I'd love to be able to walk over and, you know, grab a beer uh, with friends, have a community neighborhood and community bar or whatever. Um, I'm, he's looking forward to the restaurants and wants, you know, five more. Right. <laughs> um, maybe he's one person, but it seemed to resonate a lot um, with a lot of the new. There's new families moving in, you know, West Annapolis, Admiral Heights. We've seen it um, in the time that I've been there. Um, it's this huge turnover where once it was all retired people living on this one street, there's now nine children in a four house <laughs> radius, you know.
0: So that's kind of exciting.
1: It's really exciting. Um, I see that you know Germantown is getting to come back to be that neighborhood school again, um, where you see people walking their kids to school in the mornings again, which is amazing. I love that. Um, there was a couple years where it seemed like they were going elsewhere for a while and. Um, I think that what my hope is is that we can continue sort of that smart growth and making sure that the developers are fitting in and they're not putting that five-story apartment building where everything around it is, you know, one or two stories, maybe three stories. Um, parking definitely comes into play. Um, so, you know, building in parking within whatever structure happens to be coming in new um, is definitely an opportunity. Um And the workforce housing, I really want to see some of that so that our teachers and our firefighters and our policemen can live in the neighborhoods that they are um, serving. I think that that will go a long way back to that question we talked about at the beginning where, you know, keeping the safety of the neighborhoods. If you've got them living and working in the area, then they're more apt to, you know, be your neighbor, the policeman down the street.
0: Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, as we wrap up, we're done. We're done with the sort of the questions. Now I promised everybody that they would have up to five minutes to like sort of sell themselves. Um, And before we started recording, we were discussing whether five minutes was, I mean, that's like a lifetime. Um, So we may end up shortening that, but we'll we'll say that you have up to five minutes. But uh, as as, just like assume that I'm just moved into the neighborhood, we've just met. And uh, now I'm looking down at an election in November 2nd and I've got to make a choice. Um, Why do I vote for Carmo O'Neill?
1: Well, I hope that um, we would get to know each other enough so that you knew. I moved to Annapolis in 1995. Um, I've lived all over the city. I lived in Ward 1. I lived in Ward 8. I lived in Ward 6. I ended up in Ward 2 um, 17 years ago. I loved it. Uh, We moved in because our son was 2 years old and he needed a yard. We were living in a townhouse. And... A couple times we've thought about moving elsewhere and looking and whatnot and every single time we come back. and I just love the neighborhood. I love the neighbors that I've met, the people that are here. It's a lot of like-minded people. I soon got involved with things mostly going on with my children in school. so I did a lot of volunteer work there. I love the Peka House in the historic Annapolis uh, Foundation. So done a lot of volunteer work there. Really been a part of the city, working at Ramson when I first moved here. Um, got a lot of friends um, that all work there together, that have, most of them have stayed. Some of them have strayed to Baltimore, Arnold, or whatnot. But a, a good group of us have stayed here. Way out here. there in Arnold? I know, way out there in Arnold. <laughs> um, but, you know, a, a really good group of people that live in Annapolis. You know, nice, diverse um, Set of people that I've met um, through both volunteering um, and through work. I own a business in Annapolis, and I hope to keep you know people in thinking about small business. Um, as far as why you should vote for me, I have come to love Annapolis as my home, and I want to see what's best. I want to help um, us communicate better and connect our community so that there's not such a huge disparity between the people that live in West Annapolis or Amor Heights, um, into Germantown and Clay Street, um, really have had a chance to meet. And like I said earlier, the more you meet, the more you find that people are all want the same thing. They want to have, you know, their children safe. They want to have pride in their ownership. Um, And I want to do that for Annapolis. I want to be there as one of those nine people that are on the board voting for the good of Annapolis and making sure that we're moving forward in helping to take care of the people that are living here um, and the tourists that come, that help bring money into our town. Climate change comes into that, you know, the rising levels we saw last week where downtown was closed for a day because of the flooding. Um, we really need to address those things um, because it all adds up to the quality of life. So, if I had to say, please vote for me, <laughs> I don't want that to be a beg. I want them, I want people to see that I'm invested in the community. I've been here for a long time, um, I've seen different parts of it, and I think that there's more work to be done and more work for me to do before it's over.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Vote for Karma dot com is where you want to go to learn more information. V-O-T-E-F-O-R-K-A-R-M-A. Uh, and again, we are outside of Bean Rush Cafe in West Annapolis with Karma O'Neill, who is running as Alderwoman for Ward 2. The election is on November 2nd. They will start with um, early voting or mail-in voting fairly soon.
1: Yeah, uh, it's mid-October. I think you'll get your ballot around the 12th or 14th.
0: Um Please be sure to get out and vote. That is important. Um, it's one of the greatest rights we have as citizens of, you know, America all the way down right here to the small city of Annapolis. And I thank you very much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This has been a bonus podcast from i on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Eye on Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.